pretty shining people um george ezra if you're listening please come and podcast get your people to talk to my people aka me um because i love you um somebody else i love is charlotte sweet williams who is today's guest charlotte is the founder of the um fashion and alteration studio sewn right um i met her when i was working in a wedding dress shop a couple of years ago and i was immediately um just blown over by just her gorgeous sunny disposition and also her exceptional fashion sense i mean it kind of is part and parcel of running the brand that she does um but she was just always just looked a dream always dressed like head to toe in lilac polka dots and just if my if anybody could see like the pinterest board in my mind of how i would want to look charlotte sweet williams is she is it um but she also as a founder of a um strong business which we talk about in the episode she really just is one of my um business idols definitely um and so it was really lovely to chat to her about her enthusiasms enjoy hello charlotte Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's your well, day going? Thanks. Yes, all right, thank you. The sun is shining and I bought some presets on Etsy for photos and I keep taking photos of stuff in shafts of light like I'm an Instagram blogger. Well, <laughs> like everyone is now, surely. Well, this is true, but I got a gold microphone for my birthday. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it was part of a karaoke set, so I was going to do karaoke for my birthday um, at Mama Shelter in Hackney, shout out Mama. Um, but obviously then you know this gesturing situation happened um and so my friends pitched together to buy me a karaoke machine um but it has a gold microphone so I've just been swanning about using that and it really has elevated my lockdown experience I have to say I honestly couldn't think of a of a person that would suit a gold microphone <laughs> apart from maybe Tina Turner yeah <laughs> very similar vibes but I am Hull's answer to Tina Turner it has been said before <laughs> um how are you I'm very good thank you well I say very good very good considering the the circumstances that we're all in I have to say it's a really weird like I feel really good but then also it's not when you think about the sort of the severity of the situation and uh what's unknown to come it then makes you not feel so good but yeah I can't complain I'm good yeah, I feel like that. I feel like day to day I'm feeling fine. And then if I zoom out a bit, I get very, very panicky. But then if I zoom out like to a space level, I'm like, mm. oh, that's fine. We're insignificant. We're a tiny speck. Like, that's the level I need to get to to stop panicking again. Totally. Um, and I I think it's funny when you look back at when um, they started talking about lockdown. Had they told us all then, by the way, you're all going to be stuck inside for, uh, you know, eight to 10 weeks. Um, we all would have totally freaked out. So I do think that giving us small doses of information has has helped all of our anxiety levels even if it's just you know my, a minor amount yeah I think so because you've got to take it month by month haven't you rather mm. than as you say looking at a quarter of the year and being like oh, I'm gonna be stuck inside that's nice yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so would you please let the listeners know um who you are I'm gonna preface this by saying you are um a real life Rapunzel a polka dot <laughs> princess um and what else are you oh yes also the founder of your own company so could you please just let everybody know who you are and what you do yeah what an intro that's such a brilliant I'm going to put in, that on my in LinkedIn. that order as well I would put that in that order no offense to your incredible business which I love very much but that is the order in which you are thank you very much uh yeah so um my name is Charlotte Sweet Williams um recently married hence the Yay. double barrel um and I am uh the founder of Sewn Right we are uh the fashion sewing professionals we specialize in fashion and bridal sewing and we are the best obviously um it's 
<laughs> and yeah, that's what we do. That's a very sort of short sentence for a, a, a multiple range of services that we offer. So, well, let's dive in, shall we? So the first question I ask is always, what are you enthusiastic about at work? Um, and yeah, so you said bespoke work, which I absolutely love because I think a lot of, um, obviously for um, context, I met you when I worked at a wedding dress shop. And so I kind of knew you in the remit of bridal alterations, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of what you do is fully bespoke work, which I absolutely love. And whilst we're on the subject of bridal, let's just let's just reference Rowan Blossom's uh, oh, wedding dress because that yeah. was the best bespoke thing that anyone's ever made ever so well done <laughs> for being spearheading that Charlotte um thanks yeah why why do you why are you so enthusiastic about bespoke work why do you love it so much it's so personable and so creative and I have to say it isn't for everybody um because obviously you're dreaming something up um but for the for the bride or for even for the client it's not just bridal that we do but for the client that has that imagination or or even not necessarily the imagination but the trust in us to say okay these are the things that I like and it could be one image you know with a few kind of other words or it could be just words or it could be a dress that they've already got um or it, it could just be nothing and they just give us a brief on okay here's the event and I want to look or feel like this it's so exciting and it's such a, an amazing experience for for us but well, most importantly for the client, obviously, but for us, because <laughs> we get to delve into lots and lots of different um, types of work. So it could be one day we're working with amazing feathers like Rowan, and then the next day it could be sequins, and then it could be just beautiful silk organza or ruffles. Or It's just so brilliant because that, that client gets to bring their own personality into something that is then made exactly to their measurements and it's such a wonderful process. They get to have multiple fittings. They, we can tweak it along the way. They can have personalization or, you know, customization. So we could do embroidery. It could say their name on it. It could be obvious. It could be discreet. They could have something, you know, um, we can transport um, what could be an image or um, a drawing into our embroidery machine. And then it can be converted into stitches. So it's just like the possibilities are endless. And it's, it's, I love it so much. <laughs> I am um, that would panic me and excite me in equal measure I think like the the prospect of literally being able to make or like have you guys make whatever I wanted I think I'd panic at the amount of options but I guess that's why you're there as the experts to help but like yeah. oh my god I'd be like and I want this but also I want this and then maybe I'll just have four skirts <laughs> yeah but you know what that's the the most like brilliant thing in this in this day and age with this crazy trend that's now um sort of happened where you have multiple outfit changes for for a wedding um what the beauty of what we do is that you could have one outfit and have things that you take off and put on and so you're being sustainable so you're not having 20 different outfit changes and outfits that you're never going to wear again just because you've worn it once for your wedding you can have one dress out or one you know jumpsuit even or something and then you can change the look so it could be that you change the sleeves or it could be that you like multiple multiple things you can take off and put on and 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 then the 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 main sort of message that we try to always it doesn't always happen but we try to kind of uh, make sure we include is that you can wear it again so it's not a one-time wear because I think it's it's nice if you can't like for example you you reference Rowan her um she wanted to have three dresses and I we managed to do it in one and um she can wear her dress now again as a little mini dress and obviously it's it's a super kind of fancy dress but 
you know, for that special occasion that you might have. And even if it's three years down the line, you can still. Mate, after lockdown, I'd wear it to the shops. I'd be like, look, this is my trip out. (laughs) Everyone look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yes, it's it's brilliant. It's really. And I know what you're saying. I think it is a bit daunting, um, but that's kind of where we come in to kind of calm your nerves. We've done this so many times and that's that's what we're here for to kind of to not panic you to make sure that we take all of your ideas on board and then we go away and mull over those ideas and I, I would li- I'd literally if you don't give me reference image uh, inspiration images then I'd pull some and we'd make a board together and then and sketch you know depending on the amount of ideas you've got it could be up to like five or six designs and then from that, you'd then have a look at the designs and go, okay, that that's my favourite, and I love that on that one, but and I love that on that one, and then we'd sort of then merge it into one design and keep tweaking it until it's absolutely perfect. Oh, it, it, oh my god! I just I want I, like I have no plans to get married anytime soon, but when I do, I feel like you're oh going to regret god. saying this because I'm going to knock no! on the door and I'm like, Charlotte, here's my twelve plans. <laughs> These are the things I want. <laughs> But oh my god, it's amazing how collaborative it is as well. Because I feel like I don't really know what I expected, I guess. But I think some people would imagine it's very much skewed towards the um, it's just the client coming in and telling you what to make, which sometimes it is, and that's totally fine because obviously you have the skills yeah. there. But then also, I think some people would imagine it was maybe the other way where you kind of not force, but you know, like push one certain um design on somebody based on you know stuff like their body shape or whatever but Mm -hmm. I think what's so amazing about the way that you guys work is that it is such a collaborative experience and you know you're saying that you can meet the client wherever they're at and help bring out the ideas that they want rather than you being like well this is what's in fashion in inverted commas or this is what's on vogue or this is what will suit your curves or whatever totally um and that must be such a nice like it must be so emotional I mean I, I know I felt like this when people were um when brides came in and like from the start of the process to the end and I wasn't even making the stuff so it must be yeah. such an emotional overhaul when they leave for the final time and you're like no come back our yeah. baby we made a baby together it, it, it literally is that is exactly how it feels it's so it's just the most like emotional lovely experience and and you just said then about keeping up with like the the trends and that's exactly you, you we obviously look at your body we look at your taste your style and sometimes we, people will come to us with a couple of images of, of you know, six foot models and they've got like the thinnest arms you've ever seen. And the bride saying, I want this, but um, I don't really like my arms. So we're, and then that's up to us to go, OK, well, let's we can use that as an idea, but let's let's look at your body. Show. And we, we take lots and lots of different things into account and are, are obviously part of our main um ethos which is actually just across the board for all alterations and everything that we do is that we keep up with our fashion trends to make sure that yeah. we know exactly what we're talking about and it's actually not a chore it's something that we love to do so um yeah people would love it's lovely people do trust us and rely on us to be able to say okay well I I think I like this but I would really love to know what what you guys think and and that's lovely and it is at the end kind of a like quite emotional I often tear up I'm like oh have the best time (laughs) I love it so much (laughs) and how did you get into sewing because you as you say so how how big is your studio now how many people are you in charge of boss lady uh thank you so um (laughs) there is nine of us in our team um and then we have about four brilliant uh four or five really amazing freelancers that we work with um and um 
yeah so um how so I you're start... heading a team of like you know nearly 15 in Earlsfield how did you get to that how did you get to that stage like what's your what's your sewing journey Sharma Okay, so, well, um, I took textiles at school. I wasn't ever particularly great at school. I went to quite a few different, I'm not going to go into childhood because we, have, we haven't got much time here. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went to quite a few different schools um, and I moved to my dad's when I was 12. And um, yeah, it wasn't great. It was, it was kind of English literature I loved and textiles. And um, I made a cushion and I was kind of like, oh, this is, well, this is me. And um, my nan, who is just my absolute favourite human, she's um, she's actually 99 as of two weeks ago. Um, oh, absolute legend. She is amazing. Nanny Sweet. Shout out to Nanny Sweet. She is so good. Um, so, yeah, so she um, has been a dressmaker all of her life. And when um, I made this cushion, she obviously said to my dad, like, I reckon she could be quite good. So I used to drive when I passed my driving test I used to just drive to to her but before that I would see her whenever I could and we would make an outfit for me to then wear that evening um on on a night out Um, yeah (laughs) we made all sorts of things made we made a wedding gown when I was 15 um it's part of my college uh sorry my final project at school and um yeah so that it it was a looking back there wasn't ever a kind of it wasn't ever like a, this is what I'm going to be doing, but it, it was yeah. also never, I never sort of questioned, what am I going to be doing? It's, it's funny, really. It was kind of, it just fell into place. Um, Which is interesting considering how driven you are, like knowing you and knowing that work is the ultimate be all and end all. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, you know, you are so committed <laughs> and dedicated to it. And it really, you can, like, as soon as you meet you in a sewing context, that you can see that it's just what, like, drives you forward every day. It's oh. so interesting that you didn't have that, like it, it wasn't like a light bulb it was just like oh yeah this is me now like yeah this is a glove that fits that's where I'm going to be now yeah I guess it's like when you meet the right person right like when I met my yeah. uh now husband it wasn't mm. an effort it was a just kind of like this is great and I'm not questioning anything and I guess that's kind of how it was with with sewing yeah so I went to yeah. moved up I it was always London I, I had it in my mind I don't know why but I wanted to live in London and so I went Look, to... I'm the same. I took an entire university degree <laughs> just to be in London. I yeah. feel you on that front. There you go. Exactly. And and it's the hub, right? I mean, well, I say it's the hub. I think it depends on what you want in life because you can yeah. have a hub in Cornwall, right? But um, I, so yeah, I moved, I moved here, went to um, university and um, I actually only did a two-year d- diploma course um, because I'd already know, I knew how to sew. I knew how to make things. I knew quite a lot that they were already teaching us. So it was an wasn't the most valuable um necessarily however it obviously teaches you different things and and how to network and how to do a portfolio etc and I got a job in Selfridges uh fashion workroom um when I was 20 I think 20 and um started working there and then I got sort of poached from there to Netta Porte and um started working there for Mr Porter and Netta Porte and the Outnet and um I worked there for about five years, but around sort of the third year, um, I'd met my uh, husband and um, he is um, an entrepreneur. He has his own business. So he sort of rubbed off on me of I started thinking, oh, actually, maybe I want to sort of be doing my own thing now. And um, 
that's kind of where it happened really I, I sat thinking one day whilst I was sewing at work because obviously when you're sewing it's very therapeutic and you can get lost in your thoughts yeah and um I just started dreaming of this sort of idea that we could create uh what I wanted to create was this accessible service so I kept thinking okay well Londoners traditionally are, are super busy right so everybody's working all the hours under the sun hopefully not by the way post covid hopefully we'll have a bit more of a <laughs> healthy balance but true and I started thinking you know it seems like there's either sort of Savile Row which is quite scary I think it's like brilliant and so traditional and just like the, the skill and everything about it is just quite exclusive yes um yeah. however it's also this location everything about it is money right and so then I started thinking but then there's the dry cleaners which if you're buying a pair of acne jeans or if you've got an expensive coat and you don't want to go to your dry cleaners to get it altered and you don't even know how much maybe you want because they often will just say how much you want it done by and you have to kind of go in and have it pinned already um and there's nothing against dry cleaners by the way I'm sure there's some like absolutely brilliant ones out there but I just basically felt like there wasn't a gap there, there wasn't um, a medium between Savile Row and the dry cleaner and I and so then I start that was kind of how it happened and it's quite funny really I, I'd um I started getting a few different clients because I, I was already doing that anyway just sort of randomly through word of mouth people have sort of said oh this girl's done my alteration so I'd go to different people's houses so it, it naturally already was sort of happening but um I drive, drive up to like north London for like an hour and 20 minutes to get a pair of jeans and then bring them back sew them and then drop them back again. and it, like I mean the profit margin in that god knows what the loss was <laughs> you do these things and then obviously you learn right so I realized okay we need to have a minimum order and all and yes yeah, so that was kind of how it started and um started in my flat and went part-time at Netaporte and they were lovely and super supportive and just wanted me to stay so they kind of said you know do what hours you can which was so lovely of them um and then I also at the same time got offered a job at my old university teaching students uh, on my course how to sew. So I kind of thought, OK, let's do that as well. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I did. Um, <laughs> then I ended up hurting my wrists because I was doing too much sewing, funnily enough. Um, so I anyway, then I decided to just focus on sewing right. And um, I started working with a, a lovely bridal shop in um Wimbledon Village um, as well as working with Whistles Northcote Road and that was quite challenging actually I, I must admit I had Whistles in my mind of okay they're one of my favourite sort of high street stores there the quality is brilliant and I like their ethos so I'm going to work with them so I just yeah. basically hounded them until they <laughs> eventually said okay yeah we can start working with you and then this bridal shop also said we're looking for somebody to do our alterations so yeah at the time it was just me and then um, it just sort of quite at that point, it quite slowly happened. It was a case of me sort of going out to people and saying, hey, I, you know, would you like to have your alterations done? And and it was very much um, alterations at that time. And I was making bespoke more really for sort of friends or friends of friends. And um, and then it sort of snowballed, really. Um, we started working with the Muse, the brilliant Muse in Notting Hill. Yeah. Um, who are just fantastic and um, I, I'd love obviously as you know I know um, the designers they stock and and their their brand sort of aesthetic is beautiful and 
so we started working with them and a couple of other different bridal shops across um london and then our our name just started getting out there with uh, people sort of talking about us so it's really brilliant because we've never done any marketing or you know advertising it's been a very organic um natural sort of word of mouth which is so lovely when you look at our google reviews it makes me like my heart burst with <laughs> all the lovely things that people say about us and it's yeah it's not like we've forced that so um yeah and then we basically got to the point each each um few months where it ha- we, our team had to grow we we couldn't physically get through the amount of sewing that we that we had so now we've got yeah nine nine brilliant people um and then the freelancers we kind of um trust very very much trust and they they work with us throughout the summer and um we try our best to keep them in the winter and even if it's just reduced hours just to kind of make sure that we give them as much work as we possibly can because you know yeah. when you find someone good you want to keep keep hold of them yeah I love that I didn't realize you taught as well yeah jack of all sewing trades aren't you yeah although I did I must admit because I was only I was what I was 23 when I started sewing right so I was I was 23 and so how well is that right 23 yeah 23 24 so I was I was like not much older than the students so it actually worked quite well that's good though like that's quite relatable I don't know I think it brings a different skill set to it doesn't it yeah yeah. yeah definitely and it's actually so lovely because we had um before lockdown we had we've we started advertising for a, a fashion concierge role so someone that's going to help us with all of our inquiries and just be a, like a super lovely warm person that opens the door to you when you come to, for a fitting and it was one of our the students that I was um teaching that that uh got the job she's oh my God. so lovely <laughs> yeah she was oh, like yeah, do you remember me and that. I was like you know you're looking at someone you're like it's like a light bulb and I was like oh my gosh hello <laughs> imagine if you're in your interview she was like and I was really put off by saying by this horrific lecturer and it all came back round and you'd be like hello <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no luckily um luckily I obviously did left a good impression there because she that was I think why she applied which is nice oh I love that <laughs> um can I just ask what's your like you know a lot of people have kind of their like iconic fashion moment in their head that was the one that made them kind of I don't know fall in love with clothes or it was just the iconic thing they think of what's that for you because I think I don't know I don't know what mine is I don't know why I'm asking you this question I wouldn't even know myself I think guess a lot of people would say like you know the polka dot suit in pretty women like that kind of thing what's your like most iconic fashion moment that you can ever think of that's a good question. I I would say, I don't know what it is specifically. I I remember when I was about thirteen. I think it was. I don't know. Do you know the designer Luella Bartley? Yes. I just fell in love with her, and I, I think I was about thirteen. And and um, she, her thing was hearts, right? Yeah. And and like um, and it was Medium Kirchhoff as well. And they used to have these big pastel balloons on their catwalk show, and th- I have these vague images of of that. So lots of hearts and balloons and pastels and and which has stood the test of time has it not? yeah I mean that's kind of now what I love <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I'm not that original maybe I've actually just totally copied my 13 year old self but um yeah I think to... the fact that you're bringing your 13 year old self to life is admirable and what we all want to do but won't do so I think you're flying the flag for that <laughs> thanks I'm not sure my husband would agree every time I get an outfit on he's not every time but sometimes he's like really <laughs> too much I'm like no never too much babe no and you're like yes this is it we're going out the door now good <laughs> yeah. 
So we've spoken about one of the leading men in your life, but we've not spoken about the other one. When I asked you what you're enthusiastic about at play, you talked about your gorgeous puppy. Yes, he is a legend. <laughs> Were you like, which other man are you talking about, Ellie? <laughs> yeah, I thought you could see my dad, and I was thinking, what have you got to talk about with him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got him on the other line. Hello, Papa's sweet. No. Um, um, yeah, so you said your puppy being active in the evenings and yoga and stuff so can you talk because I think we've kind of touched on having like a a good work-life balance which I think is definitely um a key pre-lockdown during lockdown post-lockdown um but I think when you run your business it can be really really hard so would you be able to talk about kind of why you're enthusiastic about the the kind of the extracurricular stuff as well yeah for sure I think we we uh I, I don't think I'm necessarily the right person to ask this if I'm honest I think <laughs> this is very new so me talking neither about... am I that's why I'm asking you instead yeah <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> I think so we got um my Griff our puppy he's a cockapoo and he was bought um as a wedding present from my lovely husband um so we got him in October and actually it's been a total game changer for me for um just having it sounds really silly, but just something else to think about that's not work. Um, mm. My husband and I are super, super in love with what we do. So, and actually, we are perfect for each, for each other in that sense of we totally understand work for each other, and we we let each other within reason. Um, but you know, work the hours needed, and yeah, having Griff now, um, even I, I genuinely like don't take a lunch break I would every day I will sit with whatever I've got to eat and work through I don't but I, that isn't a problem to me I don't I don't mind that I love what I do so it's it's not an issue but actually sometimes I won't go out the studio if I get there at you know half seven eight sometimes eight thirty and I don't leave until sometimes eight nine ten o'clock at night and I haven't been outside that's not good that's not healthy that's not yeah like for anyone's sort of mental health or just vitamin d <laughs> anything <laughs> so um so yeah having him and him needing to go for a wee and um needing to have you know a bit of outside fresh, fresh air have a bit of a play with ball is just and it just gives me a chance to breathe and and realize hey actually work's brilliant but there are other important things in your life i think has has been brilliant and then yeah the yoga it's actually quite not this isn't funny this is actually quite sad but a, a slightly funny story <laughs> really taking uh, on a roller coaster <laughs> as to why I started doing yoga so it was like I don't know three years ago I'd say um I it, it was when I we started getting really busy with Sewn Right and I was probably only like three freelancers that I was working with at this point uh three maybe and um it was very much me super super like doing all the sewing all the fittings all the deliveries we didn't have a driver then and and um I honestly thought I couldn't breathe I thought I had something wrong with my heart and I called 111 I was in the studio it was super stressful I I remember meeting my boyfriend at the time and saying I can't breathe I was like I had it for like a week I was like I feel like something wrong with me like I've got really bad hay fever or something and he and and it got to the point where I was like really short breaths and I couldn't really talk and um, Ed said to me, call 111 and just and ask their advice. So I did that and they sent an ambulance. <laughs> this ambulance came to the studio that this is a, this wasn't our now studio. This was uh, one before. And I was absolutely mortified. I got into this <laughs> ambulance, checked me all over. And they were like, you're absolutely fine. I was honestly like, yes, I could so, have told you that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so embarrassed. And they said, have you ever thought that it could be stress and anxiety? And I was like, 
oh my god that is so embarrassing so uh I went to the doctors and just said this is what they've told me can you just sort of confirm and you know give me any advice and she's and the lovely lady was like I'd really recommend you try doing yoga so that was how I got into yoga basically that's quite a long-winded story for for me getting into yoga but yeah so how interesting so that was um it's honestly I, I I don't know if anybody listening hasn't hasn't tried it but suffers with anxiety or you know whatever but I would highly recommend it for for your breathing for your well obviously for exercise and for flexibility and just generally feeling good but but just to have a bit of me time and to kind of put things into perspective I think is is brilliant I I personally love hot yoga because I like to feel like I've had a workout as well but obviously with um Covid, I haven't been able to do that, so I've been doing. I've been, been cranking up the thermostat really yeah. high, and be like, "We're going to get sweaty today, and it's yeah. hot yoga." I'm there in like full, full clothes, but no, um, <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's brilliant. I'd highly recommend it. This is so interesting because I think this is why you're actually the perfect person to talk about this because I, when a lot of people talk about having a lot of hobbies or having a lot of downtime or having you know an admirably good work-life balance (laughs) I find it quite unrelatable because I don't and it's not not in like an in a judgment kind of way not like I'm better than them or they're better than I but I just find it quite an unrelatable um topic which is why it's interesting in itself to talk to those people but this is why I think it was you are very well placed to talk about that because I feel like a lot of people myself included have a very similar attitude to work as you yeah um and so that's why I think it's really interesting that that kind of of your journey through that um yeah yeah. totally and and I think like there's nothing wrong with being in love with what you do and there's nothing wrong with wanting to do all the hours that just that is just total credit and you should be proud of of that work ethic that you have and also be proud of the fact that you've fallen in love with what whatever it is that you were supposed to do in life that is brilliant but you also need to have some self-care and you also like when because you're brilliant what you do and you're you're busy that means that people obviously are recognizing that you're brilliant at what you do and that could only maybe even get increase so then you need to make sure that you have time for it's something as silly as breathing <laughs> it is literally breathing <laughs> silly but fundamental I feel yeah very fundamental <laughs> which I'm also going to add um segue queen to your title because that really nicely segues into our final enthusiasm which is enthusiasm in life and you said positivity and doing what you love as a career which I feel like is a really good segue from what we were just saying yeah um so yeah when yeah when, talk about that. when I when you when you emailed me that question I was like oh Oh, it's quite a big question, isn't it? Quite, yeah, quite, quite existential for a lockdown <laughs> time. So sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's no, because also right. There's there's light at the end of this tunnel. You know, we obviously from from lockdown, we hopefully have sort of all um, had a chance to sit back and go, okay, this is really important to me. Um, this isn't, and 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 just bettered themselves. Hopefully, I think I, I hope I have. Um, yeah. But but also, this isn't the be all and end all we've got we've got there's much more life to continue and um when you yeah when you emailed me that I was like oh okay um and I I, I guess I've never really sort of taken a step back and looked at on myself and thought what am I uh, you know generally not just work or yeah and then I thought okay well I'm all, always as I'm actually very very similar to my dad which is like he's super glass half full everything is great but not not as in like cheesy kind of what's that you know the lego soundtrack and it's like 
everything is awesome. Yes. That is so annoying. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like that. But I do always like to try and see the silver lining or the positive. And um, don't get me wrong, there are down days, you know, that, hence the other day when I messaged you saying I'm not feeling great. It's the old uh, time of the month and uh, you'd be able to hear it in my voice. But I, I like to be positive and and um if something bad happens I do have a little freak out and I'm like okay like let's let's just attack it and and I, I think you I, yeah that's what I'm enthusiastic about and when it comes to work I'm just very very I feel super lucky that I I do love what I do because I think there are lots and lots of people in this in this world that are doing things maybe just because of cash maybe yeah just because maybe it's their family business and they feel like they have to maybe um I don't know lots of different reasons why I guess but um and that's not to say that um they're doing it wrong but I would encourage people to kind of think uh, hopefully they have done I guess in this in this lockdown but think about what it is that doesn't feel like a chore to them and then if they can make money out of it then brilliant I think also just even trying it out because then I think some people for some people doing what they love and then monetizing it can actually take away the joy of it so I think that just trying it and seeing it try like trying it on for size and seeing whether they do want to make it their career or whether they do want to keep it as you know a hobby, a hobby or, yeah cameras. um but I think it's the like the commitment to doing that thing because you love it regardless of whether it's paid or not I think you're so right it unlocks so much kind of like I mean I hate the word purpose but I do think it unlocks a lot of purpose in in the everyday totally I completely agree I think it's difficult I guess for some people that are brilliant at a lot of things I've got quite a few friends that are like don't actually know still at you know almost 30 what they want to be doing as such because they're brilliant at quite a few different things and that and to me I'm like well that's great because you've got like endless but it's that's also can be difficult but yeah I think um got to be positive right and enthusiastic there's no point being I mean I personally very much agree with that statement (laughs) (laughs) Good. No, I don't think you need to be enthusiastic, actually, Charlotte. You've got the wrong podcast. <laughs> but you are the most enthusiastic. I remember when I first met you and I was like, she is so great. Like, we just got on so well, didn't we? <laughs> well, on that note, um, thank you so, so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Could thank you me. let everyone know where they can find you um, if they do want the bespoke dress of their dreams making or if they've got any alterations um and they want to come to you yes so our website um is www.sonright.co.uk and our insta is just at sonright um but yeah i mean if you um you can drop me an email on charlotte at sonright.co.uk or hello at sonright.co.uk um and we can either make you a bespoke gown or if you brought bought one of the beautiful dresses from some of the amazing um, bridal shops that we work with across London that we're very lucky to work with um, and Bristol, by the way, um, then uh, we are here for all of your sewing needs, whatever you need doing. And if you're not a bride and you just want something sewn, then we're here too. We do it all. Yeah, I feel like post lockdown, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to just try and wear the most extravagant things that I possibly can just for the sheer hell of it. (laughs) It's been, it's actually been lovely because I've been able to still do, um, to work from home. I've been having clients um, at new and some new that haven't ever worked with us before that have, I've managed to do contactless collections and drop offs and I've been doing repairs for them and um, some curtains and some jeans and some shirts. And it's been, it's been nice to kind of, still be doing um what I love as well as working out a strategy to get us out of this yeah. <laughs> weird time 
I love that. And also, I think it's just like how nice, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying at the start, but how nice to be part of something that's so celebratory. Like, you know, a lot of people when they're getting alterations done or when they're making a bespoke gown, if they're investing that kind of money in it, generally it's it's like a happy celebration, celebratory time. And I think it's so lovely that that's what your business is founded on, is helping people with that kind of stuff. It must just be such a nice feeling. It is. It really is. It really, really is. Okay, well, well thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been brilliant. Well, thank you very much for listening to that episode of The Enthusiast and Co. This is the bit where I tell you where you can find me. Um, I am on Instagram at theenthusiast.co, on Facebook forward slash The Enthusiast Co, and on Twitter at Eleanor Kime, uh, K I M E. My website is theenthusiast.co if you're looking for my merch, any more resources, or my blog. Um, and you can sign up to my email newsletter there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you next time.